0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz. Thank you for tuning in once again to our weekly Royals chat. I'm going to bring in Jeffrey Flanagan. And, Jeffrey, uh, you know, for me, the question with the Royals right now is when does a slump become more of a trend? Uh, Obviously, the last couple weeks have not gone well. But really, going back to to mid-April, the Royals have dropped 13 of their last 20. Um, so not a good uh positive trend in, in that direction. But what do you make of the last few weeks of play here? Well, I think you know, you and I talked about this in spring training and you you asked me to predict what kind of season the Royals would have and I remember saying at the time that I thought it was going to be very hard for them to maintain that kind of energy uh that they had over the last year and a half going back to 2014 and Uh, Just the intensity that they showed the last, you know, season and a half, I I didn't think they could maintain that. And thought they might just kind of muddle around 500 for the first couple months here and then probably, you know, get a sense of urgency in late May early June and just kind of kick it into gear. And maybe that's what we're seeing. Uh, If you're a Royals fan, you hope that's what we're seeing. And uh, that it's not anything more than that. But uh, definitely not playing their best ball right now. You see it defensively. Pitchers um, have been very inconsistent. Um, offense, obviously, is very sporadic. So uh, they made base running errors. It's just not the typical Royals team we're used to seeing. No, it's not. And you know, it almost harkens back a little bit to 2014. The way that season was was kind of erratic. Really, you kind of forget it um, because of the way it ended, and, and they go on this uh, crazy run through the playoffs get to the World Series, of course, and then that leads to 2015 where they just run over everybody in the Central and win the division and want to win the World Series. But that, that 2014 season had a lot of ups and downs uh, within the six-month schedule, and this is definitely a, a downslope right now for the Kansas City Royals. And part of that uh, is losing Mike Moustakis to injury. Uh, he'll be out for two to three weeks with a hand injury. Uh, tell us about that, Jeffrey, just the progression there. He obviously this is something he tried to play through and even got a big hit. Uh, playing through it uh, last Tuesday, but but obviously something that was uh, unworkable after a while. Yeah, he heard it originally in Anaheim a couple weeks ago on a tag play and um, tried to play through it Um, and most teams, training staff will allow the player uh, if they can manage the the, the pain and they they can perform adequately to to work through it. Um, He re-injured it uh, uh, the following Sunday at Seattle, kind of jammed it again. Uh, came back uh, to Kansas City, finally had the x-ray, it showed what he pretty much knew is there's a, a hairline fracture, kind of tip of a bone uh, in, in between his thumb and his palm. Um, it's not a fractured thumb. It's, it's kind of this useless bone, which is quite kind of neat, that, that they just kind of float in there, but it can be very painful. Um, and so he, he just wasn't able to perform, although you mentioned, you know, he did get that big hit. To win the, the game against the, to tie the game against the Nationals, and if they didn't have that win right now, they'd be really in the tailspin. But um, he just got to Cleveland, could not, you know, figure he was not going to help the team anymore, so they put him on the DL. And, and really, Chester Cuthbert, who, who got called up uh, a couple days ago, uh, is really a nice little fill-in because he can defend. Um, you know, he's not going to hit home runs like Moose, but um, actually did hit seven at Omaha. But it's Different story, but uh, he can really defend. We saw a couple of terrific plays by him yesterday, and um, so that there's not a massive drop off. at it, certainly not defensively. Yeah, on the defense end, that's that's huge. Obviously, there's the team that uh, you know for all the struggles here the last few weeks, at least the defense has largely remained consistent and a uh, strength for them. Uh, just got to get those bats going. Um, you know, interesting dynamic, uh, not just at third base, but but second base. Uh, we talked quite a bit going into the spring and during spring training uh, about the so-called battle at second base that really didn't turn out to be much of a battle. It was Omar and job. Christian Colon uh, did not overtake him there, but now we're hearing Ned Yost talk about uh, Colon getting a couple starts per week. What's going on there? Yeah, I think they've just gotten a, a little frustrated with Omar's defense, um, and as you know, this team, uh, is if you can't defend, you're not going to be on the field, and um, he's made the... Severable, several, uh, are unable to make several plays up the middle to his backhand, and uh, I can think of four right off the bat. And it's just it's so unlike Omar. Um, <clears throat> he's been much better offensively than he was last year, and his legs are really good. I mean, he's beaten out a couple infield hits, including one, I think, that surprised Lindor the other day in the ninth inning of, the, of a loss. But uh, he, he beat out what was really a routine ground ball to short. So he's moving well, but uh, for some reason he's just not able to get – uh, on track defensively and so Ned has theorized that maybe if we give him a little bit more rest each week uh, he'll be more productive and that's exactly what they're going to try to do. Uh, you're going to see Cologne out there two or three times a week and Christian of course is very very hungry to, to get more at bats and get more playing time so uh, we'll see that how that develops on the line. It was interesting to me that he said that the next time we saw Omar he did make a really nice play off a of backhand up the middle with a strong throw to first so uh, maybe uh, maybe that kind of attention. Uh, how about this title, uh, Jeffrey? Ian Kennedy stopper. He was certainly a stopper <laughs> on Saturday. He's been very good for them uh, all year. Um, not something we necessarily expected going into the season. Not just one shaky start so far. He's really their best overall starting pitcher, and um, you know once again taking and scouting staff strike gold there uh, so far. I mean it's going to be a long season, obviously, but. Uh, well, they'd really be in a mess right now if they didn't have Ian Kennedy. He uh, just pitched another terrific game on Saturday when they desperately needed it. Uh, uh, Ned and I were talking before the game that you know what this team really needed at that time was just to have somebody go out and throw a shutout and take some of the pressure off the offense. And sure enough, that's exactly what Kennedy did. And uh, he's been a, a terrific get for this team. He uh, fits in well in the clubhouse. Um, his fastball command is you know right now better than any starter. Uh, on the staff, and, and maybe one of the best in the league. I, I think the last stat I saw was, and also he's getting strikeouts on that fastball. So, like 30 out of his 36 strikeouts have been on the fastball. So, you're talking about a guy who throws 90, 91, 92. So, it's not an overpowering pitch, but he, he just he's able to back hitters off and lock them up on that fastball. And uh, just been a terrific addition, which you know I'm sure confuses a lot of the uh... so-called experts out there <clears throat> who uh, who question that uh <laughs> <signing>. <laughs> Yeah, so-called. Not uh, name any experts. names or anything. No, no, you can name my name. So-called uh, certainly fits there. Um, Lorenzo Kane uh, LCDs that's those guys have shown some signs of life at the plate in the last week. That's what a positive. Yeah, absolutely, uh, uh, especially if they can get Lorenzo going, that offense, and, and Esky, you know, you get the offense going at the top. Um, you might get some more production all, all the way through. And uh, yesterday we saw Lorenzo get his first double of the season uh, on May 8th, if you can believe that. Um, Now, to be fair, the the game-winning hit he had uh, earlier in the week against the Nationals would have been a double or a triple, but because it was a game walk-off game, it was just a single. But still, he's not, you know, had much good luck, too. He's hit, I think I saw a stat where he hit 14 balls with an exit velocity of of over 100 miles an hour, and only four of those have been hit. So um, he's had some bad luck, but he's swinging the bat much better in the last, I would say, five or six days. His average is starting to creep up a little bit, um, and hit the ball very well yesterday in a loss. But uh, they really need to get him going and, and get Esky going and get some get some runs early uh, in these games. Jeffrey, what's the state of your Twitter mentions? <laughs> Which is what. <laughs> I can't imagine it's a very positive uh place to be uh for the Royals fan base. Right? You know, it it's it, uh, sure a lot of it's been pretty feedback. yeah. It's been pretty bad the last week and then when they won they got a big they got they jumped to an early lead on Saturday. Uh I think Morales had a big three run homer and it was amazingly calm throughout the whole game, so uh, I guess we know how to calm them down if the Royals just start hitting and get a lead once in a while. But yeah. uh they were back up uh, you know, with their fangs, uh <laughs> That's another loss. So, uh, especially when there was a couple of possible questionable decisions by Ned, um, yeah, bullpen wise. So, um, which actually can be explained. He he left Volkas in to face Hall, but of course, as you know, Hall would not have hit if he had brought in the left-hander Duffy. It would have been, you know, Roger Davis or something like that. So sometimes fans don't quite understand that the other manager has options too. But Uh, Didn't work out, whatever it was, and, and, uh, of course, the first guy to get blamed is always the manager. Yeah, we've seen a lot of that uh, with Ned Yost over the years. I'd say he's redeemed himself pretty well, and the Royals trying to redeem themselves uh, after this slow start, so we'll see how the rest of the month progresses. But hard not to notice, they got seven games against the White Sox this month, so obviously it would be a good time to turn things around. We'll continue to check in with Jeffrey Flanagan each week. want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in.